If you're anything like me, you love traditional Egyptian food. But what if I told you there's a way you can get it right here in Mississauga? Karas Shawarma will be opening its first Egyptian and Mediterranean-focused restaurant called Karas Egyptian Restaurant. They'll be located at 1250 Eglinton Avenue West, just across the Canadian Coptic Center. They'll bring you dishes like duck with ro'et, molokheya, bechamel, lamb chops, and much more. For their soft opening, they'll be serving dishes like kibda sandwiches, sogo, hawaushi, and more. Wow, that sounds incredible. Guys, to get all the details on their soft open, just go to their website, Karas, K-A-R-A-S, EgyptianRestaurant.com, and make sure to go support. That's Karas, EgyptianRestaurant.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Lion's Den podcast. I'm your host, Fatty, and this is episode number 43. I uh, I got a very special guest with me today. This is somebody who the Instagram world has repeatedly asked me to reach out to because they just want to know, like, what goes into this lifestyle? Like, what goes into having this type of, I, I would say, Instagram account or social media presence? Um, but without further ado, I want everyone to welcome Lena to the show to actually discuss this. So, uh, Lena, how are you today? Hey, Fadi, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks so much for taking the time out. I know it's especially with a baby on the way, very, very hectic schedule. So I appreciate your time. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So how I typically start the podcast is I, I ask people about like, hey, how's your last few months been, you know, business and COVID and everything. But your last few <laughs> months have been, uh, you know, everything that applies to the business and COVID conversation on top of being pregnant. So t- talk to me about like the last few months. How has it been for you? I guess y- you're staying home a lot. So being home is not really a negative for you, is it? Um, I mean, it's been really interesting. Um, I am working from home most days. I do go into the office about once or twice a week, you know, just to get out of the house a little bit. For sure. Um, yeah, it's been interesting with a pregnancy. Um, I also just, my husband and I just moved a couple of months ago. Um, so I've been kind of focusing on my work, but also focusing on my Instagram, it has given me a lot more time to work on my Instagram, which was great. Yeah, that's awesome. And congratulations on moving. It's, uh, it's, it's always exciting, especially when you got a kid on the way and you got to move to a new house. There's so many news, new things happening in in like a short time. So it's exciting. Yeah, for sure. It is really exciting. Thank you. And perfect timing too. (laughs) Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about your social media presence and your, and what you're doing with that side of it. But let's let's rewind a little bit now. Did you go to school for a specific career? Are you doing something? Because you said that you were going to, going into work. Um, you are working from the office a few times a week. So, do you have a main career that you have outside of the social media side of what you do? Absolutely. So I am. I do have a full time job. I'm a marketing specialist for a medical company in Mississauga, okay. and I did go to university. I attended McMaster University. I majored in economics, minored in French. Um, and then from there, I graduated. I wasn't really sure what to do with an economics degree. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I started working in a few different fields, um, tried out, you know, a lot of different things until I found what it is I really liked, which is marketing. Fair enough. And um, did you know right away that you wanted to get into marketing? Like not not maybe get into it, but when you were first exposed to it, was that something that like 
you realize right away, like, wow, this is something that's very interesting to me. Like, I'm taking a, a liking to this right away, or did it take some time for you to adjust and get used to that? Yeah, I would say it was kind of love at first sight. Um, like I said, I tried different industries before, and I, I was never really 100% sold. You know, I always wanted to see what else yeah. was out there. I always wanted to try different things. But when I started working in marketing, I, I had an interest right away, and I wanted to learn more and do more. So it was it was really exciting for me. Yeah. And now when you started your Instagram page, your social media presence, was that prior to you taking the marketing position or was that after you took the marketing position? Um, that's a good question. I would say probably before. So okay. I, I started that page a long time ago with no intention of, you know, getting to the point where I am today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it just kind of happens. And I'm so excited to honestly talk about the how how it all unfolded but i was just wondering like just rather thinking man working in, in like a marketing setting while also marketing on your own personal like it's it's got to be great because you almost can like test out a lot of different things on one end and then implement them on the other if they work do you do you find yourself doing that because i'll be honest with you with since i have two separate podcasts i'm in the exact same where i'm like doing one thing for the for the one and it's like okay this works great let's implement it on the other one like do you find that you're in that position or were like were you in the beginning exactly so i do find that they go hand in hand so i learn a lot of you know different tricks and and tips from work that i can then implement yeah. on my own social media but i didn't yeah. have that at the beginning i was just posting just to post i didn't you know there was no fair game enough. plan <laughs> fair enough now let's let's talk about that so can you explain to our listeners um how you started out before getting to the point um, where you're at now like did you I know you mentioned you, you just posted the post so you didn't really have this in mind but uh, at what point did you realize that this could turn into something yeah for sure so I never envisioned any of this happening to be honest so my world of travel started because at the time I was traveling a lot and I didn't want to bombard my followers with all my travel pictures so I decided <laughs> to create a separate account my world of travels and where I would just focus on posting, you know, all my travel content with no intention behind it. So I did that. And then, you know, slowly my account started growing. I started attracting followers. Um, I started attracting some brands, like really, really small brands. And that's when I was like, I took a step back and I was like, okay, <laughs> this is cool. This is, yeah, this is happening. Okay. So you were attracting the smaller brands at first, and then that's when you started to think, okay, like this is this is kind of getting cool. Like they're they're like hitting you up, being like, hey, just market our product. Or, or what, what was that like? Were they were were they reaching out to you, or were you reaching out to them? Yeah, at the time they were reaching out to me. Like I said, I had no okay. intention of doing anything with my social media, just kind of posting pictures. And but that kind of opened up my eyes, and I was like, okay, maybe I could do something with this. And that's when I started focusing more on, you know, growing my page and reaching out to brands and stuff like that. Yeah. Now let's talk about the actual process of growing the page, because I feel like if you're not in that position, like it, it's kind of it's tough. Like, I don't know, maybe depending on the product you're putting out from your page, but to grow a solid follower base and not just have a number, but to have like followers that actually engage in in what you're posting, it's pretty tough. So I want to hear from you, like. Um, what was this, the beginning process like? Like, did you just follow people or were you just putting hashtags? Like, how did you get your page out there? That's a great question. So I think the two main important things to grow your page organically 
Um, number one would be hashtags. So hashtags are great for people that don't follow you or don't know you. It's a great way for them to find you. It's also a great way for brands to find you. So hashtags are really, really important. And I always tell people to focus on that. Um, the other thing is interacting. So you want to interact with your current followers. You also want to interact with similar pages on Instagram. And that's kind of how you build, you know, that relationship with, with different accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's really important to interact with other people. Okay. So the interaction thing is pretty key, right? Because you think like, okay, I'm just going to make this account, put out this great content and have all these followers, but I'm going to primarily use my personal account, which is what I do personally. Mm-hmm. So I'll just, I'll just go on mine and I'll just post, you know, Hey, episode release, um, answer a few stories here and there. And then, you know, if there's engagement going on that day, then I'll be there. But typically I'm not. Um, but that is something I'm sure that, um, is beneficial, right? Because especially when your name or your face name isn't your actual name, you got to put a personality behind that, right? So I, I definitely understand the value in that. But talk to me about like, did you have a plan for yourself on on like when people started to reach out to you? Did you sit down and say, okay, well, now we have something we have a potential here this is exactly how i'm going to game plan i'm going to now reach out to people i'm going to have like a a follower plan like what did you do at that point when it started to pick up and you were like okay this could actually turn into something okay so when i saw that there was potential to grow and work with companies i was like okay i i decided to sit down one day and create a list of my brands of my dream brands you know who are my dream brands who do i want to work with And I literally just wrote down a bunch of brands on a piece of paper. And from there, um, every Monday, I would pitch some of these brands. So I think the first thing you need to do is find the right person to pitch because you could have, you know, the perfect pitch written down and and send it to the wrong person and you'll, you know, you'll go nowhere. So you're just Mm -hmm. kind of wasting your time. So. Number one, I made a list of all the brands I wanted to work with. Number two, I researched who to reach out to from those companies. And from there, you know, I would reach out to them, introduce myself, explain why I want to work with them, why they should work with me, which is more important to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of share some stats from my page. Yeah, and- that was actually going to be my next question. Is like, how, like, Is that the only way to really show that, hey, you should work with me by showing them like your engagement, your followers, like what kind of stats do they look for? Exactly. So brands don't really care about the number of followers you have. I know that people think you can only get a paid um, a paid sponsorship once you're at 10,000 10, followers. But to be honest, that's not true. You can, I started off with, I don't know, maybe 4,000 followers. That's when I started mm-hmm. pitching like real brands. So they don't really care about the number of followers you have. They care about your interaction with your current followers, your engagement rate, um, things like that. You know, when you post a picture, how many people like it? How many people comment? How many people share it? How many mm-hmm. people save it? That kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I would share my stats with them and try to convince them, you know, this is why you should work with me. And you really want to stand out because nowadays there's, you know, thousands of influencers out there that do the exact same thing. So you do want to stand out and try to, and try to convince them that yeah. I should work so with you. Do, so that's a, that's a good point. Like, how do you differentiate yourself? Because when it comes down to it, it's like, 
what if there's another person that has an account that posts travel pictures that are really cool and has a lot of engagement? Like, how do you personally go about separating yourself or, from that person? Yeah, that's that's probably the hardest part. So again, I, I focus on my engagement rate. Um, I do have a pretty high engagement rate on my page, so I like to show that off. Um, I do also have a media kit. So once you get into this whole influencer world, the best thing to do is create a media kit for yourself, which is basically like a resume, like a resume that you would hand out at a job interview but Instagram related. So you would have all your stats on there. You would have, you know, which companies have you worked with in the past. Um, if you have testimonials from previous brands, you would include them in there. So just, you know, to hype yourself up and make yourself look good. Interesting. So I'm, th- cause I'm trying to think of that from like, from my standpoint, it would be like a list of like all, all the guests that I've had on. Like if I've had like people, I guess from like different, maybe if they have like large followings on social media, would that be a benefit or like, cause it's, it's funny. Cause I'm trying to think of, I'm asking these questions from my perspective. So I should probably move away from that. Cause everyone probably <laughs> wants to hear it generically. Um, but it's interesting to hear that because another thing too, is the off the misconception that the more followers you have, the higher opportunity you have, but you'll come across all these, op- these accounts that have like 15, 20 K followers, but they're getting like under hundred likes on their posts and they're not really getting many comments. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's not really translating and i'm sure that at that point like a business would look at this and say like okay well this looks really good that you have all these followers but this doesn't really benefit us in any way exactly and that's actually nowadays a lot of people are buying fake followers just to make their page look good and they think mm-hmm. you know this will attract big brands but it's actually the opposite because brands will ask you for your stats and when they see that you have ten thousand followers but a hundred likes you know Something looks fishy there. <laughs> yeah, to be honest with you, I actually think it's easier to tell when an account buys its followers. Um, you can just like, I don't know what it is. Like maybe it's because I'm on Instagram a lot, but I can tell when an account like doesn't feel like it actually has the amount of followers it has. There's like something off about the aesthetic of the actual page, and then you like go through their likes, and it's like 20 people, 30 people. Exactly. It's exactly. Like, All right. Well, this this makes sense now because like the page doesn't even look like it's. Like it's not the aesthetics of a page that's actually popular. So I can definitely see that. And and that's one main thing I want to tell people, because when I was starting out, I was discouraged by the like the follower number. Um, but it, it really has nothing to do with that. And I'm like two accounts deep now. And I'm telling you guys, like it has nothing to do with that. It's all about the engagement, just like Lena was saying. Um, in terms of your partnerships, Lena, do you have uh, like what did these partnerships entail, actually? Like, is there compensation involved is there like a partnership where they say here take our our link and you can share it via your page and if people buy off this link then you make commission off it or is it like uh use your discount code and you get like 25 percent off or does it vary typically so it really all depends on the type of partnership that you establish with a brand so i've i've gone through so many different ones um Sometimes a brand will send you a product for free and they just want you to advertise about that. That's one type of collaboration. Um, Other times they will pay you to post about their product. And then sometimes, like you said, they'll provide you with a, with a, with a code, a promo code. And every time sometimes, sorry, every time someone uses that code, you get paid a commission. So it really all depends on the type of partnership that you establish with them from the beginning. Now, do you like as an influencer, do you not do you think, but because I'm sure that this happens, but like how easy or how not easy is it rather 
to actually make enough money to sustain an income off of this. Like, the, I'm not saying at your level. I'm saying in general, like, is the potential there with Instagram to make enough money to supply like a like an income? Absolutely. So personally, I'm not there yet. That is one of my goals eventually in the future. But yeah, I, for sure. But I do see it happen around me all the time. You know, people quit their nine to five jobs and just focus on doing this for a full time. Um, it is very possible. And, and like I said, I started making money probably with 4,000 followers, maybe 5,000. So mm -hmm. it is very possible. You just have to be confident. You need to reach out to the right people and you just need to prove yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. And proving yourself, there's no better way to doing that by, I guess, showing that, you know, I'm worth it. Give me that code and I'll yield benefit for you. And that's at the end of the day, that's all any business cares about is the bottom line. They want to make more money, right? So if you're going to be an asset or a catalyst in them making that money, then they're going to absolutely want you on board. And and then I guess, obviously, what you said earlier, like differentiate yourself, be, you know, the professionalism, the way that you conduct yourself and and. I like the media kit. I'm like stuck on that. The whole media resume thing. I'm like, that's such a great idea. I never even thought of that. <laughs> like, cause you, you go up and you're like telling people, yeah, my page does X, Y, Z, but it's like, here, just take my kit here. Exactly. Just look, exactly. Just look at it. Exactly. <laughs> um, now your, your page, we, we talked about it earlier. It's titled my world of travels. Um, is your page popularity a result, uh, of your pre-existing obsession with travel or, did you ramp like really ramp up the travel when your page started to pick up? Good question. So I actually I've always had a love and passion for travel ever since I was a little girl. Um, I grew up in Saudi Arabia. I lived there for about 15 years. And so my parents and I, my parents would always take my brothers and I to a different country in Europe every summer just because, you know, living in Saudi Arabia was a little restrictive <laughs> sure a so little we, yeah a little yeah a little a lot <laughs> yeah. so we would travel a lot and from there I think that sparked my interest at a really young age um it was to a point where anytime a grown-up would ask me what do you want to do when you grow up my answer was always to be a flight attendant and interesting yeah and so fast forward a few years after I graduated, um, I started a job with a media company where I was traveling a lot. And I just found myself on my downtime, always going out, exploring the city by myself, you know, trying new restaurants, meeting new people, learning about mm -hmm. different cultures. And I was always really into that. Um, and I've, I've always been an adventurous and spontaneous person too, you know, booking last minute trips here and there and any chance I get, I was on a plane. Yeah. Let's get out of there. Yep. Yeah. So, so that's always been like a like a passion for you since you were a kid. Now, I know it's probably going to be a tough question to ask because you sound like you've been to a lot of places. But do you have like a standout favorite place that you've been to? Ooh, that's a good question. I think so far, I would say probably Greece and Dubai are my favorite. Greece and Dubai. Okay. Yeah, <clears throat> and they're both getting... very different. I'm getting hounded all the time by Anne. Like, let's go to Greece. Let's go to Greece. We got married and like five months later, COVID hit. So it's been, oh. uh, <laughs> it's, it's been tough. I can't really, uh, can't really travel, but um, Greece is definitely going to be on our, on our bucket list for sure. Oh yeah. I highly recommend it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I've heard such amazing things, um, but that sounds, that sounds pretty cool. So you've always had the passion for travel. 
Uh, and then I guess it just worked out that this account allowed you to share the travel pictures that you have to a larger audience. Mm-hmm. Now, we always talk about this on, on the podcast because the whole reason I started this as well is um, us being Coptic Egyptians, there's this, you know, idea of what we should be or careers that we should, you know, follow or, or go ahead with. Uh but there's so many people from the community that do such amazing things, such different things, mm-hmm. right? So have you, like, I want to know what it's like. I want. I wish I could be like a fly on the wall for <laughs> you having a conversation with a tante and an uncle, like explaining <laughs> what it is that you do. Have you ever had to like really explain it? Or do you, do you find that they're like super confused when you have that conversation? Uh, or is it typically like not really like that? Um, yeah, a little bit. I would definitely say it's a little challenging explaining to the older generation, you know, what it is I do with Instagram. I think they, they might have trouble understanding it a little bit, yeah. but, but personally with my parents, um, I've been very fortunate that my parents are, they're very open-minded. Um, they've always been open-minded about my future and career. And I never really felt any pressure to pursue a certain path or a certain career. They kind of yeah. just left it up to me to decide what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. And I was actually going to ask you that, but to be honest with you, because I know your brothers and like I know what they do and what you do, like that answer doesn't surprise me at all. Like you guys all have such unique, different careers and all different from each other. <laughs> and uh, like that, that doesn't surprise me. That's why I didn't even ask that. But thank you for bringing that up because um, not everyone does feel that pressure. And some not everyone feels that pressure from inside in their family. Like, did you ever feel um, maybe not pressure from people from within the community, but did you ever feel like, they didn't really take it seriously or when you spoke about it it was like kind of dismissed at all like did you ever have any of those interactions um no not really to be honest i think i've been fortunate enough to, yeah. to not have that kind of pressure in my life that's good no that's good because a lot of people like a lot, maybe it's not intended like some people don't intend to make you feel that way but you know the way that some people react to things that they don't know uh it's like subconsciously sometimes you don't even realize that the conversation is heading in a certain direction yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, I think I've been really lucky. And actually, my, my mom is probably one of my biggest supporters. <laughs> she's always she's always pushing me to, you know, do better and, and work on bigger things with my Instagram and always take it to another level. So I'm lucky to have her and my husband as really big supporters of what I yeah. do. Huge. That's a huge asset to have. Absolutely. Um, and now you mentioned you started to to really like monetize your page around 4,000 followers. Um, so you've partnered with a lot of people. But in turn, I'm sure people have reached out to you to partner, whether it be on giveaways or whatever the case may be. So obviously, we know now more than ever, it's so important to have like a squeaky clean social media presence, right? Because anything that you say or do or it could be in a comment on a random thread, but if that gets brought to light that and, you know, certain people grab le- grab hold of that and then it could just be very bad for your image and mm-hmm. things could go get really sour really fast. So how do you go about protecting your personal brand when these people do reach out to you? Like, do you have a, a specific vetting process before you partner with people? Yeah, for sure. Um, I do receive a lot of DMs and emails daily from, from companies to collaborate, um, but... I'm really careful and picky about who I choose to work with. It would have to be a brand that aligns with my style and my beliefs. I wouldn't just randomly work with a brand just because they're paying me. I would really have to truly believe in, you know, the product that they offer. I would have to 
personally have used their product and loved it before I would advertise it to the world. Um, and if I don't know the company, I do my research ahead of time. I'll look them up, make sure they're legit, make sure it's not a scam, you know, read reviews, stuff like that. So there is a lot of research that goes into the, the brands before you start working with them. Yeah. Now on the flip side of that, Lena, like, do, have you ever had a, a case where it is a business that you is on your list? Like you made this list of people that you want to work with and they're on there and then you finally get a chance to actually like explore them more. And then you realize you're like, I'm not sure if this actually aligns with me as much as I thought it would. Like, have you ever had one of those? I've had a similar uh, situation happen recently, actually, where it was a legit brand that reached out to me. They wanted to collaborate. You know, the, the collaboration sounded great. I was getting free products and I was getting paid. But wow. there was something really, there was something I, I didn't like about about their their approach. At the end of the contract, they mentioned that they didn't want me to say that it was an ad. They wanted me to just, you know, pretend that I bought this great product and I'm just sharing my opinion with everyone. And that's not okay with me. I like to be transparent whenever I'm advertising something. I always have to mention that it's an advertisement. I don't, I don't want to lie or, you know, or, or be fake. Sure. Yeah, I understand. But in, in a case like that, like, what if it's a product that you actually do use and like, though? Would you consider it at that point? Or is it just like, if this is an ad, it's strictly going to be shown as an ad because i'm not going to pretend either either way like even if i do like it or use it every single day i honestly had to turn them down it was a okay. difficult decision that i had to make um as much as i wanted to work with them their values just didn't align with mine and i think at the end of the day it's really important to be transparent on such a big platform i, I don't want to mislead anyone and so the fact that they didn't want me to mention that it was an ad wasn't sitting very well with me. And I, and I actually had to turn that offer down. Interesting. So that, that's got to be um, like, I want to, I actually want to talk to you a little bit about that because in a position where, like you said it yourself, you're not at, you're not at that place yet where your account is, you know, giving you an annual income, but that's a goal of yours. Right. And then you, mm -hmm. you have this big company that you want to work for. Um, and you have to make the decision to say no or reject them. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people in your position would probably, I, I'm just assuming here, would probably take that partnership and see where it goes. Like what goes into like your, I guess, your your rejection process to them and like, and what makes you so like, I don't even know how to word the question, but like it sounds like you're just adamant on the principle of how you operate. So like what, what is it about you that makes you stick to that so so hard? And I want to know like how you rejected like an offer like that and what that process was like. So there's a couple of things. First of all, legally, you are obliged to mention that it's an ad. Anytime you're advertising something legally, you must mention that somewhere. It could be a hashtag. Okay. It could be, you know, at the top of the of your post, there's an option to say paid sponsorship with yeah. so-and-so. Mm -hmm. So legally, you do have to mention that somewhere in there. And then the second thing would be, you know, like I said, I don't want to mislead anyone um, because I wouldn't want to be misled either, you know. So I just I find it really important to be transparent on this platform. I, I don't want to come off as fake, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Now, right now, COVID-19, obviously you can't travel like I'm sure you can travel, but especially being pregnant, like you are not going to put yourself 
in that position to, you know, contract the virus, whatever the case may be, like you want to be as safe as possible. So you have not been traveling in the last year or so. Is that correct? That's correct. My last trip was February 2019, actually. Okay. So we're coming up on a year, but, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, knowing what you just told me about your, your life and your travel history, you're probably itching to get out of here. Oh yeah. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. So, um, with all the travel restrictions with COVID shutting stuff down, like a, how's it been for you personally from a, tr- like not being able to travel, but, uh, B, what does it mean for your page? Like, how do you keep content coming in? Um, like I remember last year when the NBA shut down, like my podcast were like, what the heck do we do? Like, how do we, how do we get content? Like, what do we talk about? What do we put out? How do you stay relevant? Um, and that, I mean, is, do you just have like a bunch of pictures in the bank, like waiting, you just drop them? Like, how do you go about like, uh, keeping up that, uh, the, the page, I guess, in the last year with no travel? That's a great question. That was tough for sure. Um, So I think what happened is I started slowly transitioning from a travel page to a lifestyle page. So I started incorporating a lot of, you know, what my day-to-day looks like, um, unboxing stories, um, you know, recipes, what I'm eating, things like that, just because I didn't have that travel content that I used to have. But at the same time, I I did start posting older pictures that never made the cut. You know, it was a great way for me to <laughs> dig into the archives and try to find some good stuff in there. Yeah. Um, it's but like it's one, definitely one picture you post that you're like super pregnant, and then the next one you're not pregnant anymore, and then it's like the third one <laughs> yeah. you're pregnant again. Yeah. Exactly. It's not very consistent, but you know, yeah, it does the job. It does the exactly, job. Exactly. Exactly. It is definitely. It's harder to find the motivation too to create new content these days, especially when we're in a lockdown and I can't really leave the house. I'm also almost nine months pregnant so it's definitely a challenging time right now <laughs> yeah and honestly I, I like i can't i'm honored that we're even here in your ninth month like i feel like in the in the ninth month most people are just like don't even talk to me like I, i'm just waiting at this point it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna come out any day now um that's that so that's cool so you've made the shift over to the lifestyle um do you feel like being pregnant and your situation has helped you make that shift like have you implemented the pregnancy into your your page? Yes, I have. And it's actually opened up new doors. Um, there's more opportunities now to work with new brands that I would have never worked with before. You know, a lot of baby stuff and and mom stuff that I had never even thought about in the past. Yeah. So it's definitely brought on new opportunities, um, new followers. You know, I find that a lot of I got a lot of new women that are either pregnant or considering being pregnant or just, you know, people that relate to what I'm going through right now. So yeah, it's definitely brought on new followers and new opportunities. I feel like, I feel like this niche for you is a way more loyal niche and probably a more engaging niche than like just travel people. Would you agree or would you disagree on that? I do agree. I actually, I receive a lot of DMS from people, you know, anytime I post a, anything pregnancy related they'll they'll actually dm me because they can relate to it so they'll share their opinion or they'll ask me more questions or you know stuff like that rest travel yes everyone can relate but not really like if you're not going to greece specifically when i'm posting about greece you're not really going to be as interested you know yeah like like if i had to assume i would assume the travel would probably get you the likes like there's a lot of likes people like the picture what it looks like 
but I feel like from an engagement, like response, responding, like supporting you, like it's one of those things, you know, where it's like when you like meet someone from in a foreign country that's from your home city and it's like you connect right away. It's like that, that instant connection. I feel like that's what happens when like like a pregnant woman meets another pregnant woman. And they're just like, oh, my God, like you, this is it. Like this is the connection I've been waiting for someone who understands what I'm going through. So um, it's, and then I'm, like I'm just now picturing like all the possibilities once the baby's here of what your page is going to be like. And that's like a whole different level because baby fever. Now you're introducing like a million other women that aren't pregnant but want to be pregnant. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and then I, I feel like I'm going to be getting a lot of these posts sent to me from my wife. Like, Hey, <laughs> look, look at this, look at this. Exactly. So like you mentioned, I think the travel pictures are more aesthetically pleasing. You know, people will like them more, but all the pregnancy stuff is way more relevant these days. And also I yeah. think we're going through a baby boom at the moment. So. Oh, a hundred percent. So a lot of people do relate to the content that I'm posting yeah. nowadays and so it creates a higher engagement. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting because I feel like subconsciously your social media presence is like morphing into your actual f- stages of life. Like are you you started as like a travel travel blog, now you're moving into a pregnancy blog, and like if later on you move into like you know anything with like babies, like it's like the 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 transition of Lena, you know, like from the traveler to the mom, and like it's just like reflected in your social media. Uh, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, you're right. And and in between all of that, there was also like the wife, you know, going through getting married and yeah. and all the stress associated with that, with my destination wedding. So you're right. It is a reflection of, of the different stages of my life. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, if I had to, if you had to rather give some advice to accounts that are in the process of trying to build these relationships and partnerships. So obviously I've asked a lot of questions from my perspective but i run a podcast which is a very different type of engagement or a different type of thing than when you're posting like blog pictures or or stuff like that so if you had advice to just give to someone who's trying to build a presence on social media how would you go like what would you say to them or how would you have that conversation honestly i think the most important thing is to stay authentic um like we we talked about this before but nowadays a lot of people are buying fake followers just to you know to make their page look better but that doesn't mean anything at the end of the day so just take whatever you have and pitch 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 reach out to your dream brands don't be afraid you know i've i've gotten shut down a few times and as much as it sucks it just motivates you to keep trying and um when you're pitching you know try to sell yourself explain to them why they should work with you what do you have to offer? What makes you stand out from the other millions of influencers out there? Um, another thing is to be consistent. You know, keep posting on your stories, keep posting on your page, interact with other users, interact with your followers, use hashtags. Hashtags are huge. Um, and then most importantly, just believe in yourself and have fun doing it. Yeah, I like that. The last one, just believe in yourself because Yo, honestly, like when you have a dream that entails like I want to be I want to make my social media presence like my full time job. A lot of people have no idea what you're talking about. They have a hard time believing that you actually believe in this. But like that's so important to believe in yourself, to actually think that you can get this done. And it's it's just a matter of effort. Like I'm sure that you can attest to this, too. Like it's not rocket science. Like it's just effort. It's just, you know, putting your effort in the right direction and actually keeping it up and being consistent. 
that's that's what it comes down to i think obviously like you want to know you want to research some stuff and like knowing how to you know hashtags for example and like how to tag certain accounts or partner with certain accounts these are all things that you learn on the fly but i feel like it always comes down to just effort if you're just putting in the effort and you believe you can get anything done in my opinion Absolutely. And I think personally, I got to a point where I just, you know, I started believing in myself and I started, I started getting more and more confident about this. And I would reach out to bigger and bigger brands. Like recently I landed a collaboration with Daniel Wellington. I never thought that would happen. Never thought that would happen. (laughs) Um, But they were on my list of dream brands that I wanted to work with. And I reached out to them one day and I never heard back. And then I followed up again and then I followed up again and Sure and behold, one day they got back to me and they're like, all right, let's do this. And when, I, like, I want to know your reaction. Yeah, I want to know your reaction when like you're looking through your phone and you see a message from Daniel Wellington. And you're like, what? <laughs> and now you're probably desensitized. You're like, oh, yeah, Daniel, you spoke yesterday. Yeah, whatever. No, no, I don't take anything <laughs> for granted. I, I'm aware of how, you know, how amazing this is. I'm yeah. very fortunate. And um, honestly, it's, I wouldn't even consider it taking it for granted, Lena. I was just only referring to it like in the sense where like, you know, when you're having that first conversation, right, you're, you you want to make sure everything is said properly, like, you don't want to, like, overstep and, oh, if I say one thing, they're going to just, like, run away and never get back <laughs> to me again. But it's, like, three, four interactions in here. You're comfortable. You found your groove. You can now, like, maybe even throw a joke in there with them. Like, I don't know. It depends on the kind of person you are. But you definitely get more comfortable. Uh, and then, let's say you want to go and you know talk to someone who's a little bit either equal to daniel wellington or higher you have that like confidence and that swagger of like i i have all these brands under my belt like it's going to be a great opportunity but i'm definitely much more confident now like do you feel like that when when you have those kinds of encounters yes absolutely so when i first started like like i said i got shut down a few times you know people were telling me like who are you you who are you with your four thousand followers And it was a little bit discouraging, but it only pushed me to, you know, keep trying and keep trying and keep reaching out. And as much as I'm reaching out, I I also have to focus on growing my account organically and and interacting with with other accounts. And, you know, the more I kept doing it, the more confident I got and, and, and I was able to get, you know, bigger and better partnerships going. Um, I actually, right before the pandemic started, I, my husband and I were supposed to be in Dominican Republic because I had landed a five-night all-inclusive stay for two at a resort in Dominican. And that wow. was actually one of my, yeah, I was really proud of that. And I was really excited. But then the pandemic started and it didn't happen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wait, how did you land that? I just kept pitching, you know, I, I pitched a few resorts and, and some said no and some didn't answer at all. And Oh, and this like you one, meant like you partnered with the actual resort. Yes, I did. I did. Oh, OK. I'll be honest, because I know that you've had some pretty good luck winning some stuff on the radio. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's and this a whole is just, other story. <laughs> that's a whole lot. And that's what I, th- I thought you were kind of referring to something like that. But this is like a legit like they were like, hey, come and stay for five days and just yes. post our stuff that's incredible absolutely that's so cool. it was it was five five nights all inclusive for two and all i had to do was just post all day and all night you know stories posts whatever yeah and that was wow. i was so proud of that i couldn't believe that i actually landed such a great opportunity yeah that's amazing and and that's again it, it only you know it only happened because i, I kept trying and i kept trying and i kept trying and 
I had to believe in myself and yeah. just kind of keep yeah, trying. And, and that's a good point because even for me, when I try to get some of the guests on the podcast, like whichever podcast it is, like you always got to shoot for the stars and just keep trying and trying. And there's been countless times I haven't been responded to um, at all. And I, it's hard to get through to some people, but you just got to keep trying. And, and exactly. one day the one person will get back to you and you'll be on cloud nine and it'll just snowball from there. So it's just effort. Like we were saying, right? Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I think it's so huge to just believe in yourself and, you know, others might not believe in you and they might think that what I'm doing is a joke and it's, you know, not a real job, but I, I know what I'm capable of. And so I keep pushing for that. Yeah. And, and I honestly relate to that. So there's, you don't even got to worry. I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, but with that being said, Lena, I want to give you back the rest of your day. Um, thank you so, so much for your time and answering all these questions and just being so flexible to move the time and good luck to you and, and your husband. I know that there's a lot of changes coming at you in the next month or so. Um, so I hope for a safe arrival and I'm wishing you guys all the best. Thank you so much. Thank you, Fadi, and Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Lena from at my world of travels Hi. on Instagram. <laughs> she is an Instagram influencer. I know, and I know I really a lot of you guys that. wanted to hear from that aspect of it and the marketing aspect of it. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Lena. And um, please keep the suggestions coming. And you know where to find me on Listener, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Keep it up, guys, and I'll come at you next episode. Thank you.